in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me This is a legend from Donegal in Ireland a story that has stood the test of time how do we know it just because it has been around since the time of irish fairies and we still have a story to tell a long long time ago there lived in donegal a farmer called paddy one day paddy went visiting his friend in a nearby village and it wasn't until late in the evening that he began walking back home it was a fine moonlit night and paddy went humming and whistling his favorite song to keep him company paddy was an expecting company along the road when suddenly he saw the shape of a woman in the moonlight as he got closer he saw it was a woman standing with a basket near her foot it seemed as if she was waiting for paddy for when he came near she greeted him picked up her basket and started walking beside him the woman kept moving and shifting her basket from one arm to the other it must be heavy thought paddy he stopped and said please give me the basket let me help you carry it it wasn't until the woman handed over her basket to paddy that he noticed that the basket was really really light it was feather light and perhaps completely empty yet when he saw the woman walk with it he could see her struggle under its weight was he mistaken or was it a trick paddy decided not to think over these questions he walked on with the basket knowing well that he was only helping a woman walk alone on a deserted road
The two walked on. Neither of them exchanged their names, nor did they share a word with one another. When they reached the crossroads, Paddy said, I'm going left. Which way are you? I'm going the same way. I'm going towards Jimmy's house. I will be staying there tonight, the woman said. Now, Jimmy was Paddy's neighbour, and so he was happy that he could help the lady reach her final destination. Side by side, the woman and Paddy walked on. When they reached Jimmy's house, Paddy handed over the basket and said, Goodbye. The woman took the basket from Paddy very gratefully and asked, Do you drink? Well, yes, sometimes when I'm out with my friends, I do like a drink or two, replied Paddy. The woman slid her hand inside her pocket and handed over a shilling to Paddy. Now, she said, the next time you're in a tavern, drink to my health. Goodbye and good night. The woman turned and began walking towards Jimmy's house. Good night, said Paddy, as he turned towards his own house, placing the shilling in his pocket. The next morning, Paddy woke up, feeling a little sorry for not asking the woman her name. So he stepped out of his house and walked over to Jimmy's. What woman? asked Jimmy in surprise. Blast you! I saw no woman at all. Now that's very strange, said Paddy, scratching his head and narrating the events of the night before. Done and dusted, the mystery of the woman lingered on Paddy's mind. He slid his hand into his pocket and saw that the shilling she gave him was still in there. So it wasn't a dream after all. Perhaps he would never know who she was. That day, Paddy walked to the market to buy himself some tobacco. He paid for what he wanted, paid it with the shilling, took the change and picked up the bundle and began walking home. Along the way, he slid his hand inside the pocket and discovered that he still had the shilling. Did he not just pay with it? From then on, the mystery of the shilling deepened. No matter what he bought with it, the shilling found its way back into his pocket. In every shop, in every tavern, Paddy took out the same shilling to spend it. And yet, on his way back home, the same shilling would be back in his pocket. In the beginning, Paddy called it a fairy shilling a gift for his goodness. But a few years later, he began worrying about it. What if it wasn't a fairy? What if it wasn't a gift? What if that shilling pushed him to indulge in bad habits, perhaps more drinking and smoking? Paddy had not talked about the shilling with anyone, and no one had heard or seen the woman again. He was bewitched, and so he decided that he wanted to get rid of the shilling once and for all. He took it to church and narrated his story to the priest. The priest took the shilling and drew a cross over it, and just at that moment the shilling vanished as a drop of water. That was the end of Paddy's fairy shilling. I love the mystery and suspense in this story. It almost runs like a thriller, which I must admit is not a common trait in most folklore. 
Irish folklore, however, is coloured with magical and mystical creatures, fairies, banshees and leprechauns. Recently, an old friend and colleague who is now settled in Dublin brought back a book of Irish folktales for me. I just love it when friends bring back gifts for the storyteller I am. Books and little local instruments, I have my house filled with some very precious gifts that friends have brought me back. So now you know what to buy me for my next birthday or before it. Even if you like my podcast and you want to just gift me something, remember, I am open to lots of gifts. I like the notion of the basket and what it may have meant for the woman who was waiting with it at the side of the road. Perhaps it was a burden that she wanted to share with someone. In the hands of another, it was light, not a burden at all. The shilling is a mystery in itself. A gift or a reward, or who knows, a curse perhaps. No matter how you look at it, the shilling and its reappearance is a reminder of the consequences of our goodness and our failures. If you look closely at the mystery woman, I wonder what do you see her as? Would she be the devil or an angel? The handing over of the basket, a test or a trick? This story reminded me of Hans Christian Andersen's Schilling, a story that reads like the autobiography or a diary of a coin that travels through its life from being the most valued to being called a fake. In the hands of foreign people, it loses its identity, its value and its authenticity. In that way, both these stories about shillings reminds me about the value of money, how we earn it, spend it, share it and preserve it. In the classroom, I see this story create a safe space for social-emotional learning. In the hands of creative writers, this one could be a mystery or a thriller waiting to be explored further. Or a gateway into the world of Irish folklore in itself. In the living room, listen to the story and contemplate about your acts of goodness. Think of communities you can help and consider your everyday acts of kindness. Would you rather be reminded of your generosity by the reappearing shilling? Or would you rather be the giver? In the boardroom, find your shilling. The one thing that you learnt and received by sharing someone else's basket. Use this story to prompt your team to walk the path with a colleague from another team. To carry the basket or take a closer look at another function other than one's own. Let the development team spend a day with the sales team on ground or let the finance team spend a day with the creative team. Use this story to initiate cross-team collaboration and see what shillings each one earns. Who says a story has to stay in the realm of the listening experience? A good story, a good story triggers introspection, conversation and action. Here in this podcast, each story is handpicked and retold to suit a plethora of possibilities in the classroom, living room and the boardroom. With every story, I share some of my ideas but if you want more actionable steps on using these stories more strategically, remember, I'm just a call away. Do remember to share the show notes because sometimes they carry value bombs that add to the story in itself.
Thank you for listening. Golpost Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told. So go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag Storytelling with Rituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.